Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Hey everyone, welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, Monday, 4 p.m. Eastern. As usual. Yep, I uh, hope everybody had a, um, I, you know, I want to say good weekend, but, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on, so it's there is. best as can be expected, right? How are you? I'm well, thank you. That's good. <laughs> um, okay, so the mission as we share every week of Corporate Talk is to make a difference even as one person. Um, we try to keep it to the workplace, but over the last four years we've learned it's all connected, it's all related, right? Right. I mean, the workplace and your personal life is all intertwined now. So yes. there really is no separation anymore. Um, so we love you guys. We are proud to say we are booked now um, through mid-June of 2016. It's unbelievable. So, um, <laughs> so every week until mid-June of 2016, we have a new author, entrepreneur, you know, thought leader out there waiting yeah. to share information. Um, I wanted to share um, a local thank you to Cincy Chic. Yes, Cincy Chic Online Magazine, who has featured us this week in their magazine. So check that out, CincyChic.com. Yep, and uh, we have a really fantastic guest that we're going to bring out in one second. Um, you know, so the challenge, and we've been saying this, and we did a show on this recently, is starve the ambivalence and feed the ambition. Yes. It just seems to me that... We might be at a point where people might feel there's nothing they can do or anyone can do to make a difference. So let's just keep our heads down. You know, we'll feed the gossip. We like to look at stuff. But, you know, for some reason, that willingness to be influenced is holding us back. Right. And we sometimes have that too, right? I mean, so it's kind of is holding everybody back. So we're kind of out there. We're talking to a lot of people, but every now and then we have a hard time being influenced as well. I think it's just the way things are. But our goal is to bring content and other people in to show people that there is a different way. And us, are, and like you always say, we cheat because it includes us too. Right. And you know, this week, I kind of think it's connected because. Um, there is, we're going to introduce our guests and we're going to mm. talk about this some more, but it seems like missions go south because we don't really know where to take them or how to take them anywhere. Right. It's tough, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so you think that you're out there, that you're trying to create a presence, but for some reason it's just not working. Whereas other people you see are out there and they have created a presence and you think, well, I'm never going to catch up. It's kind of a catch 22. It's like I'm either never going to catch up 
So maybe I shouldn't do as much as I'm doing, or I feel like I'm doing a lot, but I'm not really doing anything because I'm not getting traction. Right. So, okay. So we take a lot of pride in our guests. We take a lot of pride that we've met just about 99% of them. Mm-hmm. And I, and that's true this week for a very special guest, at least for you. Yes. No, I, um, I met Don in Atlanta at the Pamela Brunner Transform Conference, and we hit it off right away. It was a little cocktail hour, and we were standing at a stand-up table, and we started talking, and I loved her story, and I found out that she was um, coming out with a book, and I said, please come on our show. We would love to have you on and talk. Right. The story is unbelievable. The background is unbelievable. The accolades, the title, the job description, I don't know where to begin. And the book is terrific. I've been reading it. It's terrific. We'll let Dawn explain that. So um, I would love to introduce our very special guest today, Dawn Del Vecchio. Dawn, are you with us? Hi, you guys. <laughs> I am. Hello. Thank hey. you for having me. Great. Thank you for uh, being patient and welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. I know. We're so excited to have <laughs> you today, Dawn. So, Dawn... Um, Share maybe your website or some uh, some information about yourself, and this way our listeners can follow along, and then we'll continue. Okay. Well, I've got my own website, but the one I'd really love to share today is the website that's connected with my book. And so that URL or that website address is called spiritmindmoneybook.com, spiritmindmoneybook.com. And the name of and and on that you you can you know learn something about what the book is about and there's a link to that if you click it you can go right to Amazon it'll take you right to the Amazon book page where you can find out more information and see reviews etc. Excellent SpiritMindMoneyBook.com mm-hmm. and I know um, Eva always takes the time to review the books. Mm-hmm. And um, you had a lot of really good things to say about this book over the last few days. No, the book is terrific because what I like is that Don is speaking to holistic business practitioners, but yet the book itself is really practical. So even though the book's name is Spirit, Mind, and Money, it's actually a perfect title, but it also is perfect when you get to the money piece because it's all about how to make all this happen, how to make your business grow. Yeah, I mean, so it's in there step by step, which I, I had not actually anticipated. I, I seem to say this a lot lately mm. with our guests, but this might be the best show ever. <laughs> <laughs> right? <Yay. laughs> so um, but before we go into it, Dawn, I mean, just from the title, uh, Spirit, Mind, Money, mm. it seems to be some sort of alignment that's needed, right? Because I know, I mean, uh, you know, humbly from experience, I'm a little discombobulated with that stuff, right? Um, and I always look for somehow to connect it, right? And I'm thinking uh-huh. that this might be the answer for me. Yeah, Um Alignment is a great way to put it, Charlie, because what I have found, having been a very, well, I still am a very spiritually aligned person. I I have strong values. I have my own spiritual practice. I feel that we are more than simply bodies. We're spirits in the material world, as Sting once sang. Um, I found it very much a difficult struggle to connect the pieces with the money. 
and was very checked out about that, as were the people I had surrounded myself with. So, and we all know what this can look like. It can look like money is the love of money is the root of all evil. Money makes you, you know, unclean somehow, or makes you uh, someone who is scamming or, or or skimming off the system or ripping people off. And and there's all kinds of confusion about what money is and what money isn't. And especially if you are. If you are being called by your spirit, your soul, the higher self, whatever you want to say, to be of service, be of high service in the world, it can get very easy to get caught up in the, well, I just want to do good. It's not about the money. And try to do things like create a business based on love offerings or very, very low prices or things that actually aren't congruent with what it takes to live a flourishing life, particularly in the Western world, where it's quite expensive to to, to do things. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's just to what take this that, is about. Just to take that one step further, uh, or um, a business model that will be uh, that may appeal to individuals not used to investing in themselves. You yes, know? Um, uh, and that could be a challenge, right? As well. Yeah, and well, what I found also is that a lot of people, whether they're actual healing or health or spiritual or energy work practitioners, or they're just really into their own spiritual practice or their own health wellness practices, they will spend a whole boatload of money on themselves, their certifications, etc. But when it comes to actually investing in the business of their business, all of a sudden there becomes this thing like, oh my God, I don't have the money for that. Mm-hmm. So they don't treat their business seriously. So I have, for example, part of part of this the 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 motivation for this book was connecting with so many people who have spent a fortune on multi many certifications, many different certifications, but would not invest several hundred dollars for an event, a training, a something, a coach, a mentor, a anything beyond a twenty dollar book. Mm-hmm. To you get know what? Their, Get their um, self going. I will say to that a few years back when I was in corporate, I don't know. That would not have either, either would not have resonated or I would not have believed it. Three years later, uh, it couldn't be more correct and accurate, right? What you just said. Um, we don't make that, um, crossover. So we'll, we'll use it as a diversion. We'll get more education, more training, yes. more, right? And and we'll use that as a diversion to prevent us from moving forward like that. Exactly. Or thinking that, well, you know, if, if I'm not getting clients and customers now, maybe if I get that next certification, it'll give me the cred and people will start coming in. But we know that getting clients and customers has to do with your ability to market and sell your business or services, Right. It has nothing to do with your qualifications to to some degree. Of course, it does. But there are often times where I think we've all many of us have found, at least in the entrepreneurial space, that you can see someone really making a boatload of money who's doing what working in the same space that you are, you know, the same vertical, the same Mm -hmm. whatever offerings. But you know that what you've got is actually probably higher quality, more comprehensive or whatever. So why are they making all that money when they're selling mediocre stuff? And here I am, you know, doing devoted my life to this, developing this to a level of mastery. And I'm, I'm, you know, 
borrowing from Peter to pay Paul or barely making ends meet, having more month than money, etc. And that's where the whole practical thing, as you said, Eva, comes in of learning how to market and sell ourselves in a way, sell our services in a way that is authentic to us, but actually has enough reach so that we can have impact with what it is we're here to do. Imagine, imagine the world and the economy if everybody learned this. Well, and that's why Don and I connected, right? Because we have this spiritual side to us, but then we also have a practical side. And Don has got the business consulting side under her belt now and really understands the nuts and bolts, but also takes that spiritual approach, which is great because it's kind of like you're putting you're putting spirituality into a business and you're showing that the two can be harmonious together. Because a lot of times, like you were saying in the beginning, you have the people that are spiritual, spiritual, but yet feel that, like you said, money is the root of all evil. And it's not because it won't let, if you don't take money into consideration, it won't let you get your um, business out there into the world to help people. Exactly. And as you've probably read by now in the book, Eva, I don't know how far you've gotten, but I've got stories in there of people who have really uh, great skill sets and have end up in somewhat tragic circumstances because they don't treat their business like a business. They run it on love offerings or they say, well, you know, I guess it wasn't meant to be, even though they've never tried to market or or uh, reach in, in an impactful way. And I was that person. I mean, that's why I felt so compelled to write the book, because I basically got fed up with being broken in struggle. I'm 50 years old this year, so... About five years ago, I had a, no, a little more than five years ago, I had the opportunity to work with a marketing company and really had to learn and understand that marketing is not the equivalent of whoring oneself on the street corner. <laughs> it's actually critical to communicating your message. And with the Internet now, you really can be more authentic than ever because people are looking for authenticity. Yep. So um, it's very, very possible, maybe more than ever before, to to reach and serve a greater audience, have a great impact, and be of high service and not, you know, not be compromising your values in the process. Well, I mean, this is exactly what we need, right? It is. And I know we took some time in the first segment. I always say don't we cheat because we we get the benefit as well of from the guests. <laughs> um, but we're going to take our first break. And then when we come back, we're going to dive into pretty much everything we discussed and even maybe a little bit more about Dawn and her background. Mm-hmm which is uh, parts of it are a little intimidating, but we'll, um, <laughs> we'll get into that. So please, everyone, stay with us. Corporate Talk with Charlie Eva and special guest on Del Vecchio. We'll be right back. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company, but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. 
There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information and to order, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. There is so much to talk about today, Charles. There is a lot here. And our guest today is Dawn Del Vecchio. She's an author and business consultant, and she is the author of Spirit, Mind, and Money. And you can find more out about the book at spiritmindandmoneybook.com. It's also available on Amazon. And you can also learn more about Dawn at dawndelvecchio.com. So, Dawn, you've got the most interesting background. So why don't... (laughs) Why don't you talk a little bit about your background and how it came to pass that you wrote this book and became a business consultant? Because you've done a lot of things, but you found yourself struggling. Like you said, you were kind of talking about that a little bit before the break, and I wanted to dive into that a little bit more. Yes, yes, I'd love to. And I just quickly want to say the the URL for the website does not have the word and in it. So it's just spiritmindmoneybook.com. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So, well, where do I start? Let's see. When I was uh, almost 19 years old, I had my son at, at, at home. So I had a home birth, all natural childbirth, was very into all natural health and healing stuff then, was in a women's ritual group after that, went to university, got a degree in feminist literary criticism. Mm. Uh, oh. That's a good degree <laughs> to do nothing but go to graduate school. But I didn't go to graduate school. I, I moved to New Mexico and I met the man who would be my first husband and um, he was a, mar- a lifetime martial artist. So I began to train in the arts of Muay Thai kickboxing and Filipino stick and knife fighting. I didn't mention this, the Filipino stuff because that wasn't something I went into mastery on. I just trained in it. But I ended up being a Muay Thai kickboxing, Thai boxing, kickboxing instructor. And um, so I had 36 ring fights. I put many students in the rings, the ring, the fighting ring over the many years that I did that. And um, then when, but there was a point in my life, I was actually 35 years old, where I could not tolerate teaching the arts of war anymore, even though it was uh, very rewarding to help people face their own fears, to step in the ring to face their fears and develop personal mastery. Um, I, I just couldn't, it's like when you know it's time to change, you just know, right? So that was yes. where I was at. So got divorced, moved overseas, moved to Thailand, which is uh, where I kick-started my second career as a writer, as a professional travel writer. And uh, it's funny because I, I had done the arts of Thailand for so many years, and then I moved there and I stopped doing Muay Thai. <laughs> I started writing about it, among other things. So I, I lived this really luxurious lifestyle in on Phuket, the island of Phuket in Thailand. So I lived in a tropical island paradise. Uh, writing luxury travel stuff, running a luxury home magazine, and just having this really kind of a bling lifestyle, uh, which was really cool. But again, it was, kind of wasn't really soul-fulfilling for me. And even though it was there were a lot of perks, the truth is there's not a lot of money in travel writing. Most people don't know that. Mm. They think, wow, that's great. Sure, if you're a National Geographic's writer, maybe. there's not. It's not something that you really build uh, a lot of... Uh, financial stability with. So, um, you know, after the divorce, I kind of, I, I lost my shirt. Um, a lot of it, I just walked away from because I had to walk away. And, and then, and then, so now I have this beautiful lifestyle in Thailand and it's comfortable there, 
but that's a developing country. It equated to less than $20,000 a year probably, or maybe $20,000 a year here. So for me to make a transition back here was going to be a challenge. So mm. eventually I did come back to the United States and kept travel writing and really got finally fed, you know, really just fed up. I'm fed up with the struggle. I'm tired of writing stuff that's not really meaningful for me. And then I had an opportunity to work with an internet marketing company or an educational company called Mind Valley in Malaysia, in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. So I went back to Southeast Asia and I got training as a marketer with some of the brightest young minds in marketing that are out there. And it's marketing and uh, building uh, marketing programs, digital programs, educational training material, and personal development. So meditation programs, self development, that kind of thing. Dan, and, they have all the creativity. <laughs> yeah, and so I really was in a position where I was learning from kids younger than me how to be a marketer in this new online space and how to do it in service to the cultural creatives, people like me who can smell BS a mile away. Mm-hmm, who want mm-hmm. the real deal marketing, heartfelt uh, promotions of things, sincere leaders, mentors, change agents, thought leaders. And I got to do that. I got to use my writing skills and, and leverage that and transition it in a way that was of service like that. So I came back uh, from that experience and got mentoring as a, a business coach and more marketing experience and more coaching experience and really invested in the business of my business. And now five years later, now I am in a position where I'm able to really reach and serve a lot of people and through my coaching, through my marketing support and consulting, and now through my book as well. And I feel so grateful that all that stuff that was marginalized when I was first learning it now has come to the center and I can use it in a way to be of service to others. Well, and it's just so amazing, right? Because there's so many times that we learn something and we think, I don't know if that was worth it or I don't know if I'm going to use that. But what you find is as you get older, all of a sudden, all of those things that you were interested in from the past seem to sort of gel together and turns into an opportunity, which is just amazing. But the fact, I mean, just the fact that you were all over the world, you were an in-the-ring kickboxer, you were teaching it, but then became a marketer. And also yeah, a spiritual practitioner. I mean, it's it's an amazing, an amazing background. And, yeah, I mean, I, and it's an, an amazing gift to give to your clients. I looked at Eva while she was talking. I think you thought I was going to attack you, right? <laughs> we were on the <laughs> same page. Not. I was just thinking the exact same thing, right? And I was going to say there was four things that jumped off at me, which maybe all contributed, right? There was There was the... Degree in what was that literary sarcasm? The literary sarcasm. <laughs> is that how, is that what you got from what, what you, she said? <laughs> um, it's literary criticism. Oh, literary, literary criticism. Uh, and, and literature. Yeah. And then martial arts, right? And then the courage to go to Thailand. I mean, well, but we I think make a once whole you show. once you have the courage to get your butt kicked in the ring, I think you can go anywhere. Yeah. You've got it absolutely right, Eva. With, with some exceptions, there's some places I don't want to go in the world. Obviously, really traumatized, war-torn places. But yeah, uh, fighting in the ring gives you a lot of courage. But what <laughs> I was, well, it gives you a lot of confidence that you can kind of hold your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's what uh, Dawn was describing about it early on, right? Yeah. Um, probably uh, the Malaysia trip 
became doable because of the Thailand already under your belt. Absolutely. In fact, yeah. it was one of the things that was very appealing to me and one of the reasons why I think as an older person I was able to get hired is because most people my age, I was 45 at the time, wouldn't do that. But to me, it was like, I get to go back to Southeast Asia? No-brainer. Of course I'll go back. I know that, that area really well. Well, and then to learn marketing there. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's amazing. But that's what I like about the book is because the book takes all of that into account, but yet gives you a step-by-step -step guide as to how to market because you know it down to the ground. There's one other thing here mm. that I think is a, um, a secret weapon that has come about as a result, and that is... The stick and knife fighting? No, that that's up there. <laughs> that's up there for sure. But going to Malaysia... And learning about marketing in this new global internet world from young creative minds. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you could put a price on that, right? No. Yeah, that's priceless. You're right. And you know, Charlie, what I say is that Mind Valley has been the gift that keeps giving for me. You can't put a price on it. It's a very special place to work. Not only did I learn that stuff from the young people who really get it, But I also built friendships that I know will last a lifetime, and, and I have work opportunities and client opportunities that I would have never had had I not worked there. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that time. And it's a lot of fun, too, to hang out with younger people. It keeps you young. Yeah, <laughs> it, it absolutely does. And so when you were there and you were working with Valley and learning to be a marketer, is there a different way to market there than we market here? Um, it's not so much there. No, not really, because their company really, it's an American company. They're just based there because the owner is Malaysian. Uh, he's, he's Indian Malaysian. But, uh, so no, it's an American company. So they're doing cutting edge marketing like we know what we know works right now in the industry. Whatever space you're in, whether you're a leader or whether it's a product or a program or whatever, we know what kinds of things work and what kinds of things don't in the online marketing space. And they're and then, cutting edge. And then how do you keep up with the changes? Because every year it changes and it changes fast. Yes. Well, that's part of the investment in my business. I spend a lot of money going to conferences and um, educating myself, staying in, always being coached. I always have a coach or a mentor. Uh, I just got back yet, uh, two days ago. I got back Saturday. I left Saturday morning from a conference in California. Two days before that, I was at a business mastermind in in Charlotte. Before that, I was at a big event that Mind Valley hosts called Awesomeness Fest in Costa Rica. So, you know, you have to stay on top of it. And that's just the travel. I mean, there's also, I, I'm, I have uh, memberships to certain marketing sites where I'm learning things all the time, too. It's an, it's an ever-growing, ever-learning process. Now, it's amazing. And, um, and so what do you see is like the next trend? In marketing. <laughs> That's a really, really broad question. I don't know that I could answer it. I, chips, I could... Uh, implanting chips. <laughs> no, <laughs> I won't do it. Right? <laughs> I won't do it. I can say that one of, the, one of the biggest trends is that cultural creatives uh, or people who are um, – people are waking up 
on this is a this is a worldwide trend when I say there's a spiritual awakening going on and people are waking up. Some of them are waking up in a kind of spiritual way. Some are waking up politically and realizing that what we've been told isn't what's really going on. Some are waking up because of a health crisis and they are all looking for alternatives to mainstream, whether that's alternative health care, alternative nutrition, alternative mindset, alternative spirituality, alternative religion. They're looking for it. So one of the biggest trends that's happening, not in marketing per se, but in the world, is that we have more and more people of high sacred service coming online, online energetically and online, online, you know, literally Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. mentors, teachers, thought leaders, speakers, authors, Mm -hmm. healers who are doing transformational things. And so the trend and the, the, the thing that I speak to, the people I speak to in my book are those who really know that they want to take advantage of the opportunity to reach and serve more people because of the internet recognizing that their need, their services are now in demand. Right. So, so that would lead to a trend in more authentic marketing. Yeah, more- I agree. Yeah, I agree with that too. And let's, let's hold that thought because we'll talk about that when we come back from our break. So we're about to take our second break. Stay with, with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. And our guest today is Don Del Vecchio. We'll be right back. Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, Go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone. Okay, guys, segment three. Um, this is, uh, we need two hours, but uh, we'll do what we can, Dawn. I agree before the break, but first let me just uh, repeat the book Spirit Mind moneybook.com spiritmindmoneybook.com as you can tell from the first um, two segments there's an incredible amount of spirit mind and money that has come together in this book and it's it's being shared and then my recommendation is you read the book and then connect with Dawn as mm-hmm. a teammate going forward um, so Dawn before the break um, you had said and, and I agree with this. People are waking up. I agree with that um, very much. And, and as a former corporate person, um, I agree with it by default, right? We found ourselves um, getting on in age and on the street as a result of, let's say, um, downsizing. And we didn't really know where to go. You know, um, our mm. our expertise has always been in our content we never really knew about how to market anything or how to present ourselves. And um, mm. what you guys were talking about when we went to the break was um, people are getting smarter and leaning more towards 
simple authenticity. And I think that is the key. Well, people are becoming more spirituality minded. And so they're becoming more spiritual, which means they're looking for authenticity. It's not about, you know, the fake going out there and marketing and, and, you know, making empty promises. Ah. Yeah, or Joe, what I would consider to be Joe Camel marketing. I mean, we probably, mm-hmm. we're all old enough to remember billboards that made smoking sexy. Yeah, you know? right. Like, we're yeah. like, no, this, that's why a lot of people who are, Wanting to be real, wanting to be authentic, wanting uh, having a spiritual, a greater spiritual meaning to their lives, think, uh, do a default sometimes that marketing is whoring, marketing is sleazy, mm-hmm. marketing is scammy and spammy. I agree, all of the above. Right, and it's not if you think of it, not so much as marketing, but it's just getting your message out. Like yes. no one knows if you're sitting in your house, and we're guilty of this too. I mean, no one knows if we're sitting in our house, what we do. You know, we just think that they're going to know because maybe we did a couple posts. And and no one really knows what it is that we do and how we do it and what the transformation is. Right. And Dawn, um, help us out here because uh, on the flip side mm. um, is the the sales and marketing old, I don't want to, I don't know how to stereotype this, but old-fashioned approach that content is irrelevant. What you do is meaningless. The only thing that matters is you need to sell it. You need to hit them. You need to hit them while I got the muscle. <laughs> so we need to we need to get away from that too. And that is what turned off a lot of us on marketing as well, right? So yes. you have to kind of steer us right down the middle. Right? Okay. So one of the things I do with my clients, my coaching clients, you know, I have consulting clients that I'm, you know, building strategy for them to launch their programs and products, that kind of thing. They don't, they've already often sorted this stuff out, but my coaching clients often have trouble because they're very heartfelt and they want to be of service. They know they can be of service, but they feel that marketing and sales is pushy. So I take them through my sales conversation training and there are many coaches who have their own version of this, but mine is basically, let me think how I could put this in a nutshell. It's basically saying, look, if you are not able to communicate the value of what you have to offer and then invite them into working with you, then you are not actually giving them the chance to make the transformation. So that's, a lot of words to say, basically connecting with the person who needs what you've got and then offering it to them. If they don't need what you've got, why try and sell it to them? That's silly. But if they need what you have and you don't offer it to them, that's not stepping up to your service. Mm-hmm. That's not being of service, is it? So what I say is, look, the purpose of a sales conversation is not to convince someone to give you money. The purpose of a sales conversation is to help someone make a decision. You may know that you are absolutely the person that can help them, and they're feeling wobbly because they're, for whatever reasons they're not ready to say yes. But by you helping them, even if it's just to say no, then they've made a decision instead of staying in limbo about solving a problem they have because they've made a decision to say no. So marketing is what gets your message out there. It's what it's what shares with others, hey, I'm Dawn Delvecchio, and I help holistic business owners reach and serve people and have greater impact. That's marketing. That's my marketing message. 
and I put that out there through education, through blog posts, through communication, through interaction in social media, et cetera, through networking events, that kind of thing. And then the sale is when someone says, wow, that's what you do. I need what you have. And then I say, all right, well, let's have a conversation about it then. And that's where the sales conversation comes in. And when I, and sometimes it could be, wow, you know, actually what you need is not something I can help you with. Let me give you a resource. And it might be a book, it might be something else. And sometimes that conversation is, wow, actually what you need is exactly what I can help you with. Here's the resource I have for you. Six months of coaching or whatever it is that I have for them. You know, it's funny, right? Uh, not to interrupt, but um, that's where the authenticity comes from when you say, you know what, I, I may not be the right thing for you. Right. And I would say that when I pick up on someone being authentic and honest and trustworthy, I'll find a way. No, 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 no. You're, you're what I need. You know, you know, uh, because, uh, that's the, that's the rare, um, quality that we see these days, mm-hmm. right? And, and I think it's a quality that's going to be more and more necessary because the truth is if you're doing any kind of service based, uh, business where you are going to be the service provider, even if you're the liaison, you have a team to fulfill on the deliverables. If you are not the right fit, you're just inviting a headache. By trying to sell someone into something that you actually aren't qualified to deliver. Or even if you're not really, you feel it's an energetic or a personality mismatch. If it's a personality mismatch, why would you want to work with them? And I think that the frame, if we frame it bigger here, like take the eagle's eye view, what we're talking about essentially is approaching business from an abundance mindset rather than a scarcity mindset. Because I truly, there, there are a lot of coaches in the coaching space right now. Business, health, wellness, personal, um, life coaching, etc. But if you approach the world from a, a, a space of abundance, you recognize that, look, not every single person who needs business coaching is an ideal fit for me. But there's enough of them out there where I can ser- reach and serve, I can serve in a powerful way and have impact. And if I approach my business with that abundance mindset rather than scarcity, then if you're a coach too, Charlie, I don't have to feel in competition with you because your other people are going to want to work with you. Some people are going to want to work with me, and it's all good. So it's a it's an essential an essential reframe of how we perceive the world and each other and business. So you know that's what I like. I like what you just said because I think so many times what I'll hear when I'm working with people or talking with colleagues. They'll say, and I know I myself have sometimes felt like this, well, the market is saturated already with coaches or with EFT practitioners. But to your point, and what I've been starting to say is, no, not everyone should work with everyone, right? I mean, there's certain people that we need to work with. So my message will resonate with a certain person, even though the next coach will be saying something similar, the way they approach the process will be slightly different than mine. And that will speak to another person. So there's plenty of us out there. The problem is, is how do you become noticed in this sea of coaches? How do you make yourself stand out? I think is the biggest issue always. It always is. And that's what, you know, part two in my book, uh, the mind piece, which is the marketing manual Those are some of the ways to get you in front of people. And part one is the messaging. The spirit of your business is how to communicate the spirit of your business in a way that lands, that resonates with your ideal audience. So 
deliver having having your message be crystal clear to the people you most want to serve and then getting out there in the places where they show up so you can be there those that's how you stand out in a crowd and then and that's marketing and sales and messaging right right that's exactly right but it also sometimes takes time to figure out what your message is and who you should resonate with. And I think yeah. sometimes you get the impression when you talk to different people that they'll say, well, I can get somebody up and running in three months. And I do agree that you can probably do that, but I think it's three months and five years behind that, mm-hmm. right? Because in order to get that person to get really clear on what they're doing, it took some work to get to this point. Yeah, yeah, and there's a few ways to come at this because it depends on the urgency level of their need to generate cash. Mm-hmm. So you can have the practical, I, I can take pretty much anyone in three months getting them making some money. Does that mean it's going to be their ultimate business, the ultimate evolution of the ideal situation? Not necessarily. If there's urgency, let's look for what I call, what many people call the lowest hanging fruit. What are your best skills and abilities right now and who can you serve right now to begin to generate some cash so that you're not freaking out? Mm-hmm. That's a <laughs> hard then, thing to that's sometimes a hard pill to swallow. Right? It, it can be, but if you know that it's just it's a means to an end. Mm-hmm. If it's like your skill sets are I don't know, what would it be? Let's take my son for example. He he builds houses for a living and he's an incredible carpenter. If your skills and abilities are building carpentry and you don't want to do that anymore, maybe you want to make small, handy woodworking things and go to craft fairs immediately. That's not the dream job, but if you need to pay some bills, that could be a way to bring in some cash. Because you know how to do it. You've got the tools. You get it, get it done. Get it out there while you're building that, all that other infrastructure underneath, including getting more deeply connected with who you really are and who you want to serve. Plus, and if it's related to what you're going to end up doing, you're staying current. Right. And right. you're yeah. still learning. Yeah. And this is really where business mentorship and coaching comes in as well. Like trying to figure it out yourself can get you spinning in a tailspin or chasing your tail for many years, potentially, um, because you're, it's not just perfect yet. Whereas a coach will hold you accountable and give you some guidelines for what to do to prioritize to, to you know, what action needs to go in what, which order, what's the sequence to make sure that you're financially stabilized while you're moving toward your ultimate goals. So um, I know we're into the book, and you mentioned earlier about part one and part two. Is there a sequential way to go through the book? Ah, great question. Yeah. So what I tell people is this. Part one is about the spirit of your business, and it's also not just you connecting with, you know, that, that greater purpose of what are you here to really do, but also how to communicate the spirit of your business in a way that really lands for your ideal audience. Because I come to all of this, remember, as a copywriter, a marketing writer. So my ability to communicate value in, in that languaging is really strong, and that's what I teach people. So that's part one. Part two is the marketing manual. And what I tell people is, look, if you're not comfortable with marketing yet and you still want to want to go through the whole book, save that. That's your manual. You can refer to that at any time. It's a list of online and offline marketing strategies. You can refer to at any point in the development of your business. Excellent. Um, And then part three 
Are you still there? Because your your screen is frozen up to me. Yeah, no, we're still here. Can you okay. hear us? Okay, yes, we're gonna we're gonna have to take our last break though. Okay. Mm-hmm. So please stay with us, and then we want to come back at the end and go through these three parts again and whatever else we need to discuss. So please stay with us. Corporate talk Great. with Charlie Eva and Don Del Vecchio. We'll be right back. Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is Dawn Del Vecchio. Dawn is an author and business consultant, and her latest book is Spirit Mind Money, and you can find more about that on spiritmindmoneybook.com and also at her website, dondelvecchio.com. So, Dawn, we were talking about the book, and I know we went through parts one and two, so let's um, continue with part three, which is about the money. Yes, part three is one of the key pieces that can help people make change towards success in their business. And it really is the re-examining of outworn money mindsets or what I call unexamined money mindsets and, and ineffective business models. So I really use this part of the book as a way to invite people into a new conversation about money, service, and success, and to look at where they're undermining themselves because of old ideas about how to run a business and uh, limited ideas about money. Think, and that's what we started this conversation with mm-hmm. was about you know money is the root of all evil and the negative things we have or things like I, I can't afford it. You know, just a default setting. Oh, too expensive. Can't afford it. Um, so that's the mindset piece really where we, I, I say we slay some sacred cows there because especially spiritual people, I think some of us, we come in, uh, we're living our lives still sort of subconsciously or unconsciously committed to vows of poverty and, and, um, you know, that, that if I'm going to do really good in the world, I have to give my goods away for free. I have to give away my services. Otherwise they're not sacred. And that stuff just when you reframe it, it, you can see how it doesn't really make sense in a monetary economy that we live in right now. So I ask people to really reevaluate that and I bring up some old mindsets and reframe them. And then part four, the last part is where we tie it all together and really I offer a new model for uh, for people to achieve success with their high service. No, it's, it's terrific. And you're so right about the money piece too, because so many times people will say, well, I can't charge that. You say, well, why not? Of course you can, yeah. right? It's just a matter of you getting comfortable with it. That's the biggest thing. And so many times it's it's us that are uncomfortable with it. And if we're uncomfortable, then sharing it with a potential client. 
it becomes uncomfortable for them too. We need to be the ones that are comfortable with it. And then it falls into place. This book seems to be, um, you know, a very current, if not future, um, moving book, right? Because what did, what, what we've heard all the while is, you need a vision statement. You need a vision statement. How are you going to hook your customers? Or how, you know, now I'm hearing, what is the spirit of your business? I mean, it just blows me away, right? So, I mean, I think to that end, the book is the perfect, I, you know, part one, part two, part three, and then pull it all together in part four is perfect. But it goes, it's better than that. It's better than that. Because like when I was just looking at the book just now, and there's a line in there that you have, um, we're not trained to speak the spirit of our business in a way that actually grabs people's attention, right? So you want to be able to convey the spirit of your business, but in a way where people are either not like completely turned off because it's too woo-woo for them, um, you want to be able to actually, what I like what Don says in the book is that you want to be able to actually speak to the needs of the person that you're talking right, to. I mean, it's not I, about us. It's about, I that. have a tendency, yep. as you know, to be so enthusiastic about the message that it almost appears to be confrontational. Yeah. So <laughs> that's so why, cool. you know, Filipino stick fighting <laughs> for me might be used in my uh, approach. They'll be like pulling out the, the sticks and the knives and you'll be like, no, 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 I'm just here to help. Right. <laughs> All kidding aside, right, there's real skill, Dawn, in in that message, in that presentation, right? Well, the skill is in the practicality of it because there's the spiritual side of it, but there's also the practical side. Here's what you have to do because otherwise people don't get what it is that you do. And I know that you and I have struggled with this as well. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, you know, again, we get to cheat. Uh, you have the book, and we're gonna uh, really go into it. You know, earlier, and I know we're running out of time, but earlier you had mentioned something, Dawn, about you know, for your clients, whether it's business consulting or coaching consulting. Can you kind of describe that difference again? Oh yeah, it is a big difference. So coaching is really mentorship. And I do have, I always have a two or three coaching clients. It's not the, it's not the core of my business. Um, but because there's sometimes people who I know, it, it's a perfect fit. Our values are a fit. My skill sets to mentor them into the next level of their business. Usually they're more beginner. They might be masters at what they do, but in terms of actually achieving business success, they haven't had that yet. Now my consulting is really the main thing I do is I do, uh, Marketing to help people launch a product or program online. So let's say you two put together some kind of informational product and you want to roll it out. You want to roll out a launch and get a bunch of people to join the program that it's a six week or eight week program you're going to teach online and then it's going to be a digital program after that. You need a whole lot of marketing material for that and it needs to be timed in a certain way and you might need video scripts and you might need uh, joint venture partners and you might need some team on the back end to implement. I can manage that, oversee that, architect that, write the copy for that, depending on what your needs are. So that's my consulting role. And obviously, that's a bigger ticket item. And that's where I, like I said, that's where my bread and butter, so to speak, comes from. And actually, um, you could um, be coached and evolve into the business consultant, right? Absolutely. 
So, right, we can, people can stay with you during their entire growth of a business. Totally. Yeah, that's very possible because we look at when is it time to roll out a program or, or a product and, and how big do you want it when, you, but then when you get into like, I'm talking about 150,000 to half million or a million dollar launch. So gross profits in that kind of range. That's where you usually hire a launch manager, someone who's going to oversee the, the, create the strategy and oversee it and oversee the different sub teams that are rolling that out. Right. There's something else here to bring up. And that is, you know, all of us corporate guys that are looking to do a business, right. Um, they all say six figures at a minimum, right. They're looking at millions to generate because that's their career. Yep. All the more reason to align with a coach like Dawn and to start with the book and then maybe have a consultation and see the best way to proceed, mm -hmm. I would think, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yes, it is. Thank you. Absolutely. It, it, it is. And it's funny because I just literally today had my first call with a new client who had been in corporate for years. And now I mean, she's a, a wizard at what she does. But what she's never done is rolled out a launch on her own because why? She worked high-level executive corporate level. So yeah. you don't have to launch to the public in that space. It's a totally different animal. So I'm coming on as as a launch consultant for her. So it's uh, it's exciting. It's a really cool time I feel to be alive because we've got the internet that that makes so many more opportunities available to so many of us. Yeah, and it's seven by twenty four. In fact, this show airs again in twelve hours for the other side of the planet. Right. Cool. right. Yeah. Very no, cool. This has been great. Yeah. No, it's been great. I mean, there, there's just so much information in the book and I thank you for writing it because it's so helpful. It's so helpful to people because there's the practical side and then there's the spiritual side and you pull them both together beautifully in the book. Spirit. Thank you. Mind money book. Book.com. Book. And you know, if you guys don't think it's going to help. I want to know why, right? Because from what I've seen today, this is exactly what the doctor ordered for all of us to move forward with our businesses and entrepreneurial ventures, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah, this was really good, and we'd love to have you back, and we'd love to stay in touch as well. Yes, absolutely. Indeed. Thank you so much for this opportunity to speak with your community. It's been really a delight to connect with the two of you as well. Excellent. Uh, thank you so much, Don. It was great meeting you and uh, great listening to your incredible journey and accomplishments. And again, like I said, we would love to uh, be in touch as well. And I was so glad that we got to, a chance to talk again, Don. Yeah. Me thank too. You. All right. Take, Take care. care. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Wow, that might have been the, the best organized approach in a book that we've seen. Yeah, the book's terrific. It really is. Um, yeah. Part one, part two, part three, and part four, bring it all together. Mm -hmm. I love no, it. I mean, it, it really is good because she really speaks to the heart and soul of a holistic business owner, but then also has very practical tips in there yeah. about how to actually move forward because you can't have both. You can't pretend that money is the root of all evil and then have a business that doesn't work. Right. Um, and there's You'd a be living lot with of, your mom. That's true. A yeah. lot of strength and courage and talent 
behind Dawn. Yes. For sure. So again, everyone, it's spiritmindmoneybook.com and dondelvecchio.com and another great show. Oh, another great show. This was great. See you guys next week. Have a great week, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.